0: Fayome is back with us again. If you would like to schedule a consultation with her, she can be reached at 702-782-3515. Or you may email her at I as in igloo, F as in frank, A as in apple, Y as in yellow, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, I as in igloo. five at gmail. Thank you for listening. Today, we have the amazing, the impressive, the marvelous (laughs) Ifai Yome. She is a committed 17-year devotee and initiated priestess of the Yoruba cultural and African spiritual practices of Ifai. Oracle. Welcome back.
1: Hi, Amina. Welcome Thank back. You. I'm happy <laughs> to be back on this glorious day. Yes. So, how has everything been since the last time we spoke? Everything has been great, busy, but great. I was sharing with someone just yesterday in terms of me being a Yoruba priestess. This is the best job I ever had. Oh, that's nice. It's the best job I've ever had. Oh, that's oh, a and nice I've had feeling. a lot of jobs. Ooh. over my 57 years that's a nice earth. yes feeling yeah it is a very good feeling to have because as we all know when you're doing what you love it's not work so it's not work to me it's who i am mm-hmm. so it's just me living my life but living my life now on purpose mm-hmm. so since we last spoke i have gone from Vegas to Houston, Texas to be a part of an amazing event that was called Daughters of the Water. It was a Yoruba um, themed spiritual event, if you will, for, for women. And I left there, traveled to Wisconsin where I did even more Ifa work. Then I left there, went to California. More if I work with some other people, wow. right? That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> and all of this was like on one leg. Like literally, mm. I went from Houston to Wisconsin to California. Mm. And um, then I, I got back here on, oh gosh, March 6th or 8th or something like that. And I have been busy working ever since. Yes. As a matter of fact, Today, the reason why we got together so early is because I have a ceremony that I am presiding over for someone today. Mm. So yeah, I love. Are it. By the way, I love the feather up there. Okay, so <laughs> let me tell you look about look at look the at feather. all of this. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So let me tell you about the feather. The feather is sacred because people who are initiated into uh, the Yoruba culture. Or in other cases, because remember we, I don't know if we talked about the, uh, secretisms of the breakoffs of the Yoruba culture or the Yoruba spiritual practice that is defined. So they show up, they show up as Lukumi or santeria or condomble. Well, the feather represents someone who is an initiated priest or priestess. Yes. Okay. And I want to tell you that my
0: mom watched the video and she was impressed. She was impressed by you. She was like, that woman that you interviewed that talked about the ancestors. Oh my God. I absolutely (laughs) loved her. Yes. And so what she said was it sparked something in her that made her realize that she needs to acknowledge her ancestors. So she said she's gonna call. She was calling her sisters and her brothers to tell them that she wanted to have like a um, picture made of her mom and dad to put on their gravestones because they don't have that. So she says she definitely needs to honor our ancestors. And I am so touched
1: because this is what I came here to do is to help to assist. To guide and to support people where they are right, n- where they are right now, but enhancing their understanding of not only ancestor reverence but why it's important. So I'm honored. Tell her I said thank you. Yes, I will
0: tell her. That makes my soul sing. And she wants to know more about your name.
1: Oh, yeah. Isn't that funny? Because we said very,
0: we was. Yes. <laughs> She did. She was like her name. And I said, okay, that's confirmation because we had already said we were going to come back and talk, talk about the that. name. Yes.
1: Well, the reason why, so I think I, I just, so for your, your new viewers and your new listeners, I was born Antoinette Marie Cookie Stanton. Okay. Um, but as I have walked in my destiny and my spiritual journey, I um, Based on who you are and what you came to this earth to do spiritually, is going and the energy that's vibrating around you. Okay, that's going to determine through a process that's called divination what your name is going to be. Okay, so initially, and this was before I actually went to Nigeria and got initiated. Um, Through divination, I was told that I had to have a Yoruba name before initiation. Now, that doesn't always happen with a lot of people, you know, and everybody's destiny and everybody's process is different. Okay, so I was told that I had to have a Yoruba name before I got initiated. So the irony in that is I don't know how I knew this, but. I knew I was going to have an African name. I didn't know how I was going to get it or where it was going to come from. I had even started making up my own. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get married and my husband's going to have an African name and then I'll have an African name. But it didn't happen that way. And mm-hmm. so the first name that I got was Ifayomi, okay, which is what everyone calls me. Mm-hmm. Ifa oracle or well let me uh ifa is the oracle of wisdom and knowledge so it's loose translation would be ifa is what my name means is ifa god saves and protects me so if if someone said to me what does your name ifayomi mean to draw the parallel so that they could have an understanding i would say uh, the God deity of wisdom and knowledge saves and protects me because that's what Ifayomi means, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. During the time that I got the name, I needed saving and protection, quite frankly. So spirit always know. So once I got the name, I'll never forget it. It was on um, New Year's Day, January, uh, I think it was like... Um, Oh, I don't remember the year, 2007 or something like that, right? And I was so proud. From that moment on, I was Ifayomi. So I went to a party on New Year's Day that a friend of mine gives every year here Mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. And everyone was calling me Antoinette still. And I made a public announcement, right? That I no longer am Antoinette. Moving forward, my name is Ifayomi. And so... I because you are your name that explains who you are and who you came to this earth to be. When I went to Nigeria to get initiated, now I'm in another phase and at another point in my spiritual journey and my process, which now is almost about eight years. I want to say seven or eight years since I got Ifaomi. So when I get to Nigeria. And they do all of their divination and everything as it pertains to me being initiated or going through the rites of passage to become a priestess, then now come a new name or two new names, shall I say? So in Nigeria it became my new name became Ifawe Mimo. Ifawe Mimo means Ifa cleanses me well with water on me. Okay, so, and I'll explain that in a minute. And then, Egun Shola. Egun is another word that we use for the ancestors. Shola means either to acquire, obtain, or maintain wealth. So, Ifa Mimo means Ifa, the God, deity of wisdom and knowledge, cleanses me with water. Egunshola means the ancestors or through my connection to the ancestors and ancestral reverence, I now have what we call the ashe to bring back and or maintain the wealth that is either in my family already or that was lost and now I have the I shade to get it back. I like that, right? I like that exactly. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is nice. And so, for the listeners and for people who don't know what Ifa is, what is Ifa
1: as the practice? Okay, so Ifa as the practice is a spiritual system that allows us to not only look into our destiny but continue to look into our destiny so let's talk about the spiritual practice the spirituality of e so or let's just talk about african spirituality period most african spiritual systems any spiritual um uh, System that's coming out of Africa, or any any spiritual practice that's coming out of Africa, in some way, form, or fashion is connected to nature. Okay, and all of the forces that lie within nature. Okay, and so, as such, um, as as African Americans with the melanin that we have in our skin, we're like or shall I say, people of color, but we're going to talk about us right now. We are closely connected to the sun. Well, the sun is one of the biggest forces that there is in nature, okay? So that's why we can be in the sun, et cetera, et cetera. We feel really good when we get in the sun. We very rarely, very rarely um, sunburn, et cetera, et cetera. Ifa teaches us that except for the day you were born, And the day you're supposed to die, there's no single event in your life that cannot be forecast and when necessary changed. Right. So that sounded like a lot. Mm hmm. (laughs) Yes. Except for the day you were born. Right. Mm hmm. And the day you're supposed to die. In In between, in between those two, there's no single event in your life. That cannot be forecast, right, meaning looked into, mm-hmm. and when necessary, changed, so for instance, nature is always you changing can change anything correct, nature is always changing, right? we can't see it with our naked eye, we can't see the trees growing, we can't see the grass growing, okay, we can see the rain falling, we can see the snow falling, we can feel the sun on our skin but in the on the level in which nature is always shifting and moving and changing we can't see that but because we are so closely connected to that that would mean then now that we're also shifting changing and moving or shall i say the vibration or the energy around us okay And so as such, you have a whole host of things that could be happening in the spiritual realm that you can't see, again, with the naked eye, that could be affecting your life in a good way, but it can also be affecting your life in a negative way, right? So, okay, how, and some people, right, are very sensitive To those spiritual feelings those spiritual things or they're very sensitive and they can see certain things right so but others just maybe not so much or sometimes so how do we get to the point where we can find out because remember now everyone came to this earth with a destiny for themselves that means your purpose for living while you're here in these physical bodies What most people don't know is that they chose their destiny. They chose it, they chose it in heaven. It was between them and God. In the Yoruba practice, we refer to God as Olodumare. Okay? Now, you made an agreement with God and you said, you know, and this is just loose, right? God, when, you know, I go back because at that point you were, you know, Antons and Cells and you know all of the other elements and so you said when I go back I'm going to go back and I'm going to be this and I'm going to do this and this is why I'm going back to earth because we're all reincarnated ancestors meaning we've all been here a couple of times thus when people say oh this is deja vu or I, I've been here before I felt this before so we've all been here before so when you came back This time, this is the only time we have right here between me and you, he said, when I go back, I'm going to do this. I'm going to live this way and whatever else you said until God said, okay, and you, you came back. However, in the birthing process, you forgot. Okay. We do know that's a traumatic experience for not just the mother, but the baby as well. Now. The beautiful thing about the Yoruba tradition, or shall I say, African spirituality overall, is that they know and they understand that. So they have a, a, a system that is in place that is very much connected to nature that will allow for high priests and priests who have studied this system that's connected to nature, right, mm-hmm. to be able Utilizing a lot of the tools of nature to look into the destiny of the person. So, in a perfect world, if we were living in Nigeria, you were born, your parents would have taken you to a, what we call a Babalawo, which is a high male priest in Ifa, or Ianifa, like myself, which is a high priestess in Ifa. Or, most of the time, the Babalawo and the Ianifa are married. OK, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, they would have taken you as a baby girl, seven days old. And so the priest would have been able to look into your destiny and tell your parents exactly what your destiny is. And then what happens most times Again, not all, none of this is established in stone, and none of this is for every single person. Because it can be changed. Because it can be changed, and it can shift, right? While there are some basic um, uh, uh, structural and structural protocols that are in place that kind of is applicable to everyone, there are also situations and circumstances where it may be, have been like this for the last 10 people, and then now here you come, and the oracle is saying you can't do that. You have to do something else. So, um, But going back to the process, your parents would have taken you to the high priest or priestess, or both, and they would have read your destiny. But of course, if you're living in Yoruba land, either as a Yoruba person or even uh, someone who just... Uh, relocated there, you're now a part of the culture of what that means. And so now your parents, they're raising you in that understanding of that culture of what it means for you to live in alignment with your destiny. So by the time you're 15, 16, 17 years old, you're, you're probably already an initiated priestess or priest that can divine, like someone who's been a priest or priest, for many many years again that's not always the case but that's just an example so now you are walking already in alignment with your destiny because you were brought up to do so you were raised in the knowledge and the understanding of that we as african americans over here in the diaspora we've lost a lot of that right and so what we're trying to do what we work to do as African-American Yoruba priests and priestesses here in the diaspora is uh, we work to help people understand what their destiny is so that it doesn't matter if they've been off for, you know, 30, 40 years. Now they come and see myself or they go see a high priest. And then we now can forecast, right? A, is the person in alignment with their destiny, Mm -hmm. or B, are they not? And the way that we do that is through the process of divination. So divination just means to divine, to divine just means to know. And there's different ways that people divine. So just a little sidebar, one form of divination is tarot cards. People use tarot cards, right? Another form of divination, you may have heard people read tea leaves. Um, some people read the clouds. Some people read raindrops. Some people, you know, so there's different, throw bones. So there's different ways to access that information that's in the spirit realm that's available for us or to us. Well, in Ifa, We use a very sophisticated system with Ifa Oracle. It's it's a whole lot more. And the reason why it's more sophisticated is because it's more expansive than some of the other oracles that I have just given an example about. Okay, Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit more expansive so we can look deeper and, and see further. If that makes any no, sense, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That we makes can, sense. We can look deeper and see further. And so, where the forecasting come is a we're 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 assessing whether the person right now is in alignment with their destiny. First thing, and then b, if they're not, what is the process that we need to do to change it? Mm-hmm. Right. And so your destiny is like a musical note, right? So you know how you tune music, right? So when people come for a quote-unquote destiny reading, right, we're looking into that musical note that they're coming with, or what I like to describe as the energy that's vibrating around them at the time. Same thing, music is a vibration. Yeah, it is. Okay, Mm -hmm. same thing, music is a vibration. Which, by the way, is why it's one of the only things in the world that's called the universal language. Mmm, that makes sense, though. Mm -hmm. That That makes a lot of sense. Music is the universal language. Okay, so... Um, so now we're, we're assessing is the person on destiny? And if they're not, what is it that needs to be done so that they can get on destiny? Usually it's always, if they are on destiny, we look at, okay, they're on destiny. Is there anything that needs to be done to help them stay on destiny? If they're off destiny, how, what is it that needs to be done so that we can help get them on destiny? right what would you okay
0: for someone who can someone do this on their own or is it better to go to a high priestess to help get them back into alignment
1: well here's what happens so we have a part of our um being physical and spiritual being called our ori Right, so it's our own like the mind, yes, spiritual consciousness. It's called our ori. So generally, most people who did not grow up in Europe, land, or did not grow up in Africa or what have you, they it's usually their consciousness, their ori, that will guide them to the proper place, or person, or circumstance, or thing who would be a whole lot more knowledgeable than they are at that particular time in terms of how to help them get to where they need to be spiritually. Okay.
0: So So you do need it outside. Someone on the outside to see what you can't see.
1: Exactly. Exactly. What you can't see yet. Okay. Right. Because the objective ultimately is... To work with this person or these people or this group enough to where now your understanding of yourself is broadened. Your understanding of the spiritual practice is broadened. And so ultimately that would mean that you would be your own priest or priestess. That's the objective and the goal and here in the
0: United States we're raised by our parents we're raised by our teachers and everything and we're programmed absolutely to believe a certain thing mm-hmm. and if you don't believe that then something's wrong with it of course and um so we're we're programmed and through programming um we're told that we're not supposed to do certain things so What would you say to that person who's who's afraid to be in alignment because they don't understand that they're out of alignment and that they just been programmed by the people around them um, to believe a certain way and they need to follow their consciousness?
1: Usually when people by the time people come to me, they're not afraid. Mm. Okay, Right. Because they're consciousness they're there's something bigger than them that has been pushing them or guiding them or speaking to them or they've been having dreams about or you know they could feel in their spirit in their soul so usually by the time someone contacts me they're not afraid okay now because of the obvious of what you just stated as it pertains to us here in america as such, unlike a lot of other spiritual practices, we don't recruit people, right? So Oh I okay, I understand what you mean. Yeah. So yeah. we don't you know, we're not missionaries or we're not going out to get people to understand that this is join join us join join us us, right (laughs) because this is an individual really it's even though as africans and africans in america see the africans everything that we africans do is about group is about as a as a community as a family as a Society overall, you're not an individual, <laughs> right? You are, but you, but you're not, and you're only an individual as it pertains to the overall group. You as individual as you can be within the group, I guess mm-hmm. is a, is a is a good way to put mm-hmm. that. So we don't, you know, um, go out. Searching, caravanning, looking, you know, trying to get people to join because it's because of what you so clearly stated, it's really hard to penetrate that um, level of what did you say? We've been programmed, programmed. Yeah, yeah, mindset, that's what I meant to say, mindset. It's, it's so uh, difficult to penetrate that programming for people who are not ready. So this is why when someone contacts me or contacts another priest or priestess, they're usually already ready to make that step for themselves. And so they may have some fears, but the desire is bigger than the fear. And so, you know, you have some people that move quickly in, in getting there or wanting to get there for themselves. And you have some people who, you know, move slowly because they're a little skeptical because they may not fully understand. And all of that is perfectly fine because everybody is right where they're supposed to be, right where there's, when they're supposed to be there. So as a priestess working with so many people, I'm working with people in different levels of their journey of their spiritual journey or different levels of their rite of passage as they're seeking to align themselves more with that spiritual destiny that they chose for themselves before they came into these physical bodies. Earlier
0: we were talking about the four agreements and how we have to be impeccable with our words. And we talked about how people don't realize when they're speaking over someone, they can actually be casting spells on people, which will prevent someone from living their destiny. Yes. It can prevent someone because, say, for instance, someone, the example that they use uh, in the book was someone loved to sing. And maybe it's their destiny to be a singer, but someone says, you got an ugly voice, you can't sing. Now that person shut that down and they will never sing another word ever in their life because someone spoke that over them. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how that in the book, they call it black magic. So that could be considered witchcraft,
1: can it? Or a different form. Well, let me just tell you something. You and I can go outside and get two rocks and some water and we can stand here together and create witchcraft just like that. So, like, Yes, that is that could be considered witchcraft but when we talk about witchcraft as most people know it, they think about dark magic okay, but first of all uh, Ifa is not witchcraft it's not, well what I like to say it's not magic but it is magical Mm -hmm. there's a difference Mm -hmm. okay, and especially when you are a Practitioner or priest or priest that's only operating from a a position of what we call Iwapuele. So in Ifa, the word in the Yoruba language, Iwapuele, is good character. And so that's the overall tenet of what. African spirituality is is always being in good character, being in good character with yourself, being in good character with your family, being in good character with the community, being in operating in good character throughout the world. So, um I one of my mentors who I just want to give a shout out to right now, his name is Obafemi Oringunwa, right? and he's up in the Bay Area, and um, oh, he's just a prolific uh, Babalao Ifa priest and very, very knowledgeable in Ifa. And um, he did an amazing uh, podcast talk about, about two weeks ago on the difference between Ifa spiritual practice and witchcraft, right? So a lot of times when people are practicing witchcraft, or practicing dark magic, one of the things that I pulled out of um, that learning podcast was that people who do that, do that in behind closed doors. It's a secret because they're doing something that they have to hide from the world, which means that it's not in good character. So, Or, or it could potentially mean that it's not in good character. Mm-hmm. However, in the Yoruba, right everything is out in the open right nothing is because again it's what you do don't just affect you it affects the group so so when people start practicing those things and we all have the power and the right to choose to do that if we so choose a couple of things happen you open yourself up if you're not um very well knowledgeable or trained in that area you can open yourself up to um, different spiritual forces that could be uh, more malevolent than benevolent mm-hmm. exactly
0: and i think a lot of people think about that dark side like you said anytime they hear that word that's what they think of the dark side not you know there's good and bad in everything
1: Yeah, well, all witchcraft is, is the power to really utilize the forces of nature to shift and change a situation, circumstance or thing. So just use it for good. Just use it for good. Use it for good. Just use it for good. (laughs) That's all it really is. And um, many, many moons ago, you know, that title was only associated with women. Right? Mm -hmm. And remember, you know, they burned witches at the stake and this and that Mm -hmm. because, uh, we inside of us have the power to shift and change things, let's just say differently than men. Because of the fact that we can bring forth life.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you don't believe in that that means no one can probably it won't affect you because you didn't accept that what do you mean? if you don't believe in witchcraft or believe that someone can do that to you you didn't accept that agreement because in the book they were talking about the four agreements so you have to agree with what someone is saying or doing in order for it to happen to you Oh, uh, in order
1: for it to have effect on in you order mean? for you to, yes, that's that's it well, that's not necessarily all the way true. Okay. Okay. People can send things out, you know, to, that could affect you in a negative way. Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that is- did you guys hear
0: that? <laughs> Did you hear that thing they, they can do that to yes, you? They,
1: it can happen. But you
0: always operate in 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 love and op- oh yes, I only positivity.
1: operate ifa. It's only about good character. Period. Period. So you could do something that you think nobody is looking at, but spirit knows and sees everything. So you can't hide from that.
0: You can't hide.
1: You cannot hide. from. And Shamika
0: made a comment about that too in our previous interview um, about sacred spaces. You can't hide and spirit will throw the covers off of you and pull it off. Pull it off,
1: (laughs) girl. Snatch. Snatch the covers off of you. Do you hear me? We used to have a, a joke that we used to say, if you don't want your business out, You don't want to practice this spiritual practice because everything, the covers get snatched off. Yes. Mm. Yes.
0: This has been an amazing uh, interview. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It gets better and better each time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It gets better and better. And this is the things that we need to be talking about. We need that. That's the point of she said that out loud. We talk about things that a lot of people may not want to talk about or things that we think about and we just think about it. We don't actually say it out loud. But she said that out loud. Thank you for joining us. And you know what? She will be back. She
1: will be back. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> she will be back. I'm and looking forward to it. Thank I mean, you. I think this is amazing, by the way. Thank you for having oh, me. I really appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Yes. Is there anything
0: you want to leave the audience with?
1: Yes, okay. I do. One thing, that African spirituality is your birthright. And if you don't know it, this African spirituality, specifically the Yoruba practice, and more specifically, Vodun, which a lot of people call voodoo, is what freed us, is what freed the slaves. And that gets a bad rap too. Yes, voodoo. it does. Because it's one in the same thing. It's one in the same thing. But that would be the one thing that I would leave them with, leave your listeners with and your viewers is that African spirituality is your birthright. It's a part of who we are. Even though we're here in America, it is a part of who we are. And we're not, um, it's nothing to be afraid of. I, it's so funny really quick. Um, a couple of days ago, I was at the dentist and there was a young lady there. Um. Oh, my gosh. She was beautiful chocolate woman. Just gorgeous. And she was pregnant. OK. And she was wobbling because her baby is due any day now. Right. And um she told me she was having a girl. So I said, have you picked out a girl name for her yet? And she said, yes, her name is going to be Nairobi. Mm. Right. So I said, wow, Nairobi, like in. Uh, Africa, Nairobi, Kenya. She was like, yes, I'm into that right now, right?
0: <laughs> She's into that right now. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was so funny, and the reason why is because when I was young and I was her age, I knew nothing about African spirituality, but I gave my son an African name. mm. At predestined exactly so as I was sharing with you in the last show um, I have a saying that my ancestors gave me I was who I already am I just have to catch up to myself mmm I like that right and so with that being said a lot of people who are interested who uh, want to know who feel something, all they need to do is align themselves, not just only with their destiny, but with, of course, the right people, places, circumstances, and things. And then it'll come back around full circle and you'll start to remember. Because it's in our DNA. Hard-coded. Hard-coded girl. Yes. Yes.
0: Remember. (laughs) Remember. Thank you for joining us on She Said That Out Loud. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Welcome to She Said That Out Loud. Today, we have an amazing, fantastic (laughs) guest. Her name is Nefertiti Morris. She is the owner of The Very Essence of You. And she also has a nonprofit organization called Essential. To life. Yes. She has 25 years of experience working in the business administration field. She has worked as acting community manager and resource liaison for economically disadvantaged parents. Nothing really speaks to her heart than her passion to serve the community that continued to pour into her and her family welcome welcome let's talk about you awesome um, tell tell me about your your let's start off with um your business okay tell me about your business and what inspired you to create the very essence of you and I love that name by the way
2: thank you thank you so the very essence of you was birth um Back in 2014, and I could even say a little bit before that, because I've been in business administration field for so long, um, I had to research different business ventures and um, find out um, different things and how to stay in compliance with the state of Michigan. But ultimately, it is to pull out what is within somebody else. So everything starts with a thought. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that I came up with this. T.D. Jakes brought this to my awareness years and years ago. He had preached on the power of a thought. And, and when, um, when he stated that, it like exuberated me in so many different ways because what it did was it allowed me to say, that's what's within me. It's so many different things within me, but I want to help bring that essence out of Everyone that I'm connected to, which is the very essence of you. Um, so, what we do is we assist uh, different businesses, ventures, people bringing starting their businesses, um, those that want to go to the next level in their businesses, those that are um, may have got out of compliance because we were out for almost a year. You know, uh, just different things that we pull out, but mostly it is. um thrusting people into that space that they want to be in as a a entrepreneur, as a mentor, as a whatever it is that they aspire to become. That's what we want to bring out of them. So that's what we do.
0: So you do branding. Do you do branding for companies or you just make sure they're in compliance, like within their state or is it the state of Detroit?
2: No, within their state. So we are, um, nationwide. Um, We do branding. We do websites. We do uh, business infrastructure, which means within the business, that things that's going on within the business. Um, We assist those that may have some issues with their um, employees. It's different things that we do to pull out what is already within a business. And or if somebody is like, I don't know, Nefertiti, I don't even know what my purpose is what do i do then i'd have that one on one training with them as well cuz i am a i'm a minister as well and a, a teacher so i do a whole lot of different things but to be able to to show people like this is within you this this, this regardless to what other people doing the same thing you walking in your purpose Is what's going to create whoever God has for you or whatever is for you is for you. So it doesn't matter if 10 people on a block um, that's doing the same thing. There are set people that has been set aside for you, for whatever is within you. And that's what we help bring out as well.
0: And a lot of business owners get stuck in this place where, um, they're trying to figure out what their purpose is. Like you said, they know they have an idea and -hmm. they don't know how to put it into words or they don't know how to get it out there. What Mm -hmm. would be um, an inspirational thought or something that you would tell a person um, that's struggling with finding their purpose? What's something that you would say to inspire them to, to keep going because it's easy. I would propose a question. If you could do anything in the world,
2: what would it be? I'm talking about for free. I'm talking about for pay. When you're walking in purpose, time goes by and you wouldn't even notice that you're on the clock because this is what you were built. It comes so effortlessly. Like like it's just something that's within you. Um, It's not like you have to contemplate on a thing, but there are steps to becoming this individual or pulling it out. And that is um, some of the things that people do not recognize or realize. And because of that, I can say, that's what helped me start my book. That's what helped me write my book. Um, So I was a youth that faced homelessness, right? And I had seven different families, go figure, right? Seven different families and still was connected to my family and all of those different families they poured into me, they aspired me, they they spoke life and I was just blessed. So within that everything that I experienced, I am, I am doing now. So within those seven different families, um they took care of me, they nurtured me, they did so many different things, but in that there were some things that Nefertiti had to be delivered from, like the spirit of rejection, the spirit of abandonment. It's so many different things that come along with life trials. And what we do not do is address it before we just try to go out there and do it. So then there's a stigma that's attached to you. There's there's all of the insecurities. There's all of these different things that are attached to you because you have not been healed or delivered from that aspect. Oh my so, You preaching. I, I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in that, you know, it's, it's amazing because if I had not been healed, I could not be Nefertiti because as I said, you walk with, um, all of these different stigmas you walk with different things that's on you and the spirit of rejection comes from family it can be you can be born into it and people don't even recognize or realize that this the curse that's on you may not even be your fault so your parents could have you could have been born in, in in certain areas and things in life and that's what um ever evolving from the streets to the palace is, which is my book. It is on Amazon. It is on, at Barnes and Noble. It is everywhere. And, or you can get it directly from my website. But the purpose of this is because when I first came into God and I'm starting off with this, because I know there's no way I could have a lot, those businesses would have been birthed. Nothing. um, God had to come bring me into his kingdom and everybody have their own walk to get to that journey. But there is going to be a walk if you want to be become successful. I can talk about different names that have experienced some of the same things that I have, like Steve Harvey, like um, Tyler Perry. If they had not been healed and delivered, then they wouldn't be as successful as they were. They had to let go of the past in order for them to be thrust into their future. So a lot of times while we're on this journey, the business, I'm still talking about, I'm I'm, I'm multitasking. While we're on this journey of bringing them into a space and a place, they have to recognize that their past helped mold whatever desire that they have. And that can be. From anywhere, from helping people who um, have experienced certain things in life and or they may want to just be a fitness journey. But you got to believe that maybe they was uh, uh, maybe they were uh, teased as a child about being overweight. It's so many different things psychologically that we don't recognize that's attached to something that had. But it all comes from a thought. So. Everything, even from this shirt I have on, this lipstick, you know, everything, our glasses, down to bottled water, down to the computers, even Zoom, everything comes from a thought. So what will we invest our time and energy in to bring that thought onto paper, into manifestation, into schools, into playgrounds, into whatever it is, into being an author, whatever it is that has been called within you, that's how we pull it out. But it starts not saying that you're going to be going through, it's just, it's basically kind of like soul searching to a certain degree, but you know what you love to do. There's no way that you over 30 years old and don't recognize or realize. And what the problem sometimes is we don't even recognize that that is our, um. Go. We don't know that that is our mission. We don't know that that is our purpose. So we just think it's just something we like to do. And so we don't pay. We don't put more thought into implementing that thing, into walking that thing out. And then that's where lack continues to come in, because if we have not experienced what we experience, the the whole healing process comes also. When you're walking in it, after you've been healed, then it's walk in it. Then you begin to see the joy because you're walking in something that you were created for. My name is Nefertiti. Your name is Amina, right? Mm-hmm. When 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 my grandfather, when my grandfather named me Nefertiti, I used to hate the name as a child. But it wasn't until God gave me revelation as to why He wanted my name to be Nefertiti. So there, there's so many different intricates that is within everyone, and until we grasp hold of each particle of ourselves, then we're not able to be the fullness thereof. So I try to use every thought and bring it back into a positive thoughts. I tried to use it. And, 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 and that's where one of my favorite scriptures come in Romans eight and 28 for we know that all things are working together for the good of them that love God and who are called according to his purpose. That one scripture alone, but the issue for most business owners, entrepreneurs, um, authors, any, any majority who people who are stuck It's because they don't know. Mm. He started off with that question for, and we know, do you know what's in you? If not, let me help you bring it out. Let me help. (laughs) Let me show you what's in you.
0: (laughs) I like that. And you know what? You ended up, you ended up touching on anything that I would have asked, because especially when it comes to businesses, because what I've learned as I've been on this journey, Mm -hmm. it does show you some things about yourself that you need to work on. Absolutely. It definitely, it's like, whoa, I didn't know that was there. Mm-hmm. Like, where is this coming? And it's a lot of feelings. I think anybody who decides to go into entrepreneurship needs to make sure they have a therapist on their mm-hmm. team <laughs> No, seriously. and someone in the ministry. You You got to be surrounded around the right people in the right environment that could help keep pushing you along because it's easy to say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I've been, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm managing, Mm -hmm. I've been managing this long and they won't, they won't reach the next goal because they, they get stuck. Mm -hmm. Because they're faced with themselves. (laughs) You got to face yourself. And do you know what that is called? Triggers.
2: So you get a client or you get someone that, that's just talking and they don't even know your whole history, right? And they, I think this is what got me into church. <laughs> I wasn't raised, I was. I went to church with my grandmother, but um, my mom's side of the family are all Jehovah Witnesses, right? And so I went to church because it was, at the time, it was at three o'clock in the afternoon. And this man was sitting up there saying all my business in front of the whole crowd. What? In his sermon. I was like, I'm going through that same thing. I didn't know him from Adam and Eve. And so I went back again. And there again, he's all up in my business. And I'm watching people go down to the altar crying. And then I see all these people that's smiling. And, and I'm like, why are they smiling? What they smiling for? I was raised by the street. So I'm go, I I'm may hit some thug stuff and say, what, what they smiling for? I mean, they all happy and stuff. I'm looking at them like, what, what in the what is this? You know? And eventually, eventually I, it made me want I end up going on a fast and wanted to find out more about Nefertiti. I was tired of hearing, um, "Nefertiti is a queen." I was tired because my life didn't reflect the queen. I, I was tired of hearing, "The beautiful one has come," because uh, I can remember my mom telling me as a kid, a, a, a child. I was real young, and this lady walked up to me. And was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so pretty. She's so pretty," and my mom was like. Mm-hmm. And then when we got in the car, she looks in the rearview mirror and she said, "Nefertiti, beauty, beauty is nothing if you have nothing up here." I'm oh. like, "I'm four years old, dog. I just want to be. <laughs> why can't you the one dress me like this? Like, you know, I just want to be a kid." But that stuck with me, and 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 I say I brought that up because my name means the beautiful one has come. But I wanted to find out, but Lord, what was you thinking? Since you you the creator of the universe, what was you thinking when you named me? And I didn't know all no scriptures. And I didn't know that, that, that it says before I created you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I didn't know that part. But what I did know is that every day a sun goes up and the moon comes out. And God only said it one time. He commanded it one time, the exact same thing as that sperm cell (laughs) that hit each parent's womb. He selected that specific one out of the thousands that was rushing to that egg to hit. But God knew which one was going to hit it like "That's that's you, that's you, that's you. When, they, when you think like that, that's like, oh my goodness. So you always had me in mind. Even when I was at my lowest of lowest, even when I was crying, didn't know how I was going to eat sometimes, even when, when I was messing up and doing this and doing things in my own strength, you still knew me. So that kind of like detoured me from thinking like, I'm not purposeful. I was meant to be here even with the seven different families and my mom and having a child, being pregnant at 15 years old, all of that, it was me. No matter what I could have did, God already had the outcome. And that's the thing that we don't recognize. And the reason why people that is in the world kind of prosper a little bit more so than because, we lean too much to our own understanding, and and people in the world are just like I gotta go get it. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna search each way and try each way until something break. And we don't have that same fervency, fervency at times because sometimes we get caught up in. But I don't feel like it. I'm tired of fighting because we have to fight the things unseen too. So in that process, you know you can get. Spiritual fatigue, faith fatigue, and the, 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 those in the world, they're not going through the same thing. But the problem, the issue is, instead of us going to this, 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 our horizontal relationship, we turn to our vertical relationships. Instead of going into the, into to our, in our prayer closet and saying, Lord, will bring me. I don't know what's going on. I may not be able to understand it, but I don't like this feeling. And I got people that you told me that you needed me to do this. And i remind him of his word because you said you are not a man that you should lie, nor a son of man that you should repent. I speak to him his word. But in that, That don't mean that I'm going to I'm not going to cry. It don't mean I'm not going to be frustrated. It don't mean that I'm not going to go through certain things. But what it does mean is that God has something higher for me. And as long as I'm going higher, the more my mind should be opening up and opening up and opening up, because, again, it all starts with a thought. But where is your thoughts going to? Is it going to, I'm not nothing because that's all you heard? I'm an ugly duckling because that's all you heard. I'm I'm this and I'm that. I'm I'm a slut. I'm a this, I'm a this. It's because the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, he's going to continue to t- feed you some stuff from the past, the things that you have been hearing. But you have the opportunity.
0: You have the opportunity. I don't see coach listed here. You are a coach. You are a coach. Oh my goodness. You are helping me. I know Amen. many, 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 many will help be helped by Amen. you. Amen. And you have a um nonprofit organization as well. Do you want to talk about that? Is that with the youth? Yes, that is with the youth.
2: So because I was a youth that faced homelessness, um, because I was a youth that faced homelessness, the Holy Spirit opened up um, a door. And that's what got me into the very essence of youth. And it was to assist youth that are in unstable environments. By me having seven different families, some, one of the major issues is I did not have a mentor. So as a youth, because they got so much going on, it's difficult to be able to talk about what's real, what's not real. How do I, how do I step back and take my feelings out of what I feel like? How do I receive everything that God is saying to me in this moment? And, and, and some people, I can't even say that I'm going to them and and God, I just show them love because that is one of the major things that youth that are in so many different, they think that it's motives behind love. And if they can't reciprocate love, then how can, it's difficult even finding out how to love yourself when you have been in an unstable environment. You think love is buying you new clothes or the, if something material or even something sexual for some, you know? So I help the ages 16 through 24 and that's why I mentioned, you know, um, because they are a little bit older,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, my first class, uh, they still call me mom. Um, I had they I had went into a, a, a high school here in Detroit called Cody High School, and they put forty five students in a room that were um, they had classified as the ones that weren't going to graduate, the problem children. And so forth, and that wasn't—they weren't going to do X, Y, and Z—and they were fighting teachers, and you know they were always into stuff. I have, well, my classroom graduated. Ninety-two percent of my classroom graduated, and I still—and it's been five years. Wow! Have connections with them. One of them comes to one of my uh, um, my um, small groups. We have one that they still call me mom. Um, they still they follow me on social media. Hey, mom, you know, this and that. And it's just amazing to have that type of influence and have uh have made an impact on somebody that um that that were in the same predicament as myself at times. So
0: it's just a blessing. It's a blessing. Oh, it sounds like it, it sounds like it's a blessing to be able to be a mentor to someone or to people who thought they were counted out, Mm -hmm. that nobody even cared about them, especially, and that has to be hard when you're trying to show someone love and they think that there's an alternative arterial motive and you got to break through that layer. Mm -hmm. You got to break through that layer so -hmm. that they can trust you. One of the things that the youth said is
2: they, they recognize that I was real. Cause I didn't go in there, you know, um, I went in there like myself, like, look, I know it's hard. I share with them my, my testimony. And the thing about it is I started off with three different instructors and I was the only one that remained.
0: Mm, wow. I'm glad. And you what this, oh, could ahead, you imagine
2: ahead. what that looks like? Abandonment all over again abandonment
0: abandonment wow
2: so the authenticity of being yourself after the heel product that doesn't negate the fact that you're going to still be going through some and and some things but that aftermath that's why the word says that the ending of a thing is better than the beginning so, what helped me realize in my book is that my narrative was no longer a youth that faced homelessness. My narrative was no longer a, a, a individual that was rejected. My narrative was no longer um, somebody that was abandoned because I was accepted in the kingdom of God. <laughs> my my narrative no, was no longer. This woman that was in struggles, this teenage parent, like all of the different te- name tags that people put on you and we put on ourselves at times. None of those things were me. So in the book, it it talks about how to overcome certain things and mostly shame. Cause shame Ooh, will shame. shame will put condemnation, fear, doubt. It's like, the main root of a thing. So shame, condemnation, fear, doubt, um, all of these different things comes along with it. But our father, he is so amazing. Um, And just to be, and that's why the book again is called Ever Evolving from the Streets to the Palace. Once I realized that the streets was within me, but I had to ride to the palace because ah, you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> Not a thing because I'm in the palace. You hear me? And my father owns everything. So why should I have left anywhere? And that's the mindset that we have to put on. It talks about the helmet. You got to put on the helmet of salvation. Mm-hmm. You got to put on the breastplate, which covers the heart, which that's where your spirit is. It's not talking about the natural heart. It's talking about what you speak to yourself, how you look at yourself. How do you look at your perceptions of the world and things that happen to you and has happened to you? You know, um, and then as you walk and move forward, before you know it, by each step that you take, coming out that place, even going to God and saying, Lord, I don't know all the answers. I don't even know how to talk to you, but I know that I want to smile like them people over there smiling. When I realized that my smile was authentic, like those people that I was looking at, <laughs> I said, oh, I got it finally. In the midst of pain, I still had a joy. In the midst of pain, you can still have joy. In the midst of pain, you can still have everything that your heart desire. But first, you want to come into the kingdom or and or you want to establish a relationship. Because it's not about church. We are the church, the ecclesias. We are the church. As you could see, the whole church was shut down for a year. Does that mean you were supposed to stop talking to God? Absolutely not. Because it got difficult. I had COVID and I was sick. Sick, sick. And I was like one of the first few people that had it here in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, I had it. I caught it March 18th. And, um. I did a video clip on it um, eventually because God told me to get on there like you've been up here praying and preaching and talking to people amongst Facebook for years. I need you to go on there and encourage them. And you can see me barely grasping for breath as I'm praying for people and crying. and, And I'm just praying and praying and praying. And I'm still like I still trust God. And 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 I had to record that. I'm glad that God told me to record it because a year has went past. I was sick for 30 days with pneumonia. I was sick for 30 days and couldn't and didn't fully recover for 90, right? But come a year round, I was like, "Wow, I made it through." Wow. That's how life is. Mm. life is when you're in the thick of the things when you're in the thick of the trenches everything can be going bonkers and then when you come out you look around like i made it through you got to be kidding me (laughs) it was was god wow
0: wow 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 what a story what a story oh my goodness Ooh, you have helped many people. You will help many more to, to come. And you work in the, with the city. Well, I
2: actually, um, not anymore. <laughs> I left oh, okay. more jobs last year because that's what I did discover. I told God while in my, um, and while I was with COVID laying in the bed, I said, Lord, if, if you help me get out this bed, I promise you, I would not procrastinate on nothing else that you calling me to do. And I said, all I want to do is work for the business that you put in, businesses that you put in me and for you. Before I knew it, I started leaving jobs. Mm. I left four jobs by November.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: And I started, I I just really been doing, you know, um, working in ministry and um, working with my business. I'm working on my second book. I'm just doing all of these things, but I'm not playing with God. I, I don't got time to play
0: with him. <laughs> uh-uh. No, no, we no, we don't have time to play.
2: Mm-mm.
0: And so how can someone reach you if they want your services? Because okay. you're you anybody can somebody can reach you from Las Vegas if they wanted to. I'm in Las Either. Vegas, though. So. Yeah.
2: Um, well, the best way to communicate t- with me is either via email and or um, my website. So my website is i am nephtiti that's n e f e r t i t i dot I am dot com um, my email is contact at i am Then my um social media handles are i am nefertiti. And the letter M is in Mary. I am Nefertiti. The letter M is in Mary.
0: Okay. And I'll make sure I put that in the description. Okay. So that they will be able to um, reach you if they need to. Because I'm sure after hearing this, they're going to be reaching out to you. <laughs> they will be. Um, is there anything else that you would like to um, let every everyone know before we, we uh, depart? And we're gonna have her back, y'all. I'm talking to the audience. <laughs> yeah. I will want
2: people to know that there is so much in store for you. And the things that is in store for you will blow your mind. Um, I don't care what you have experienced in the past, the rejection from even close family, being a black sheep in the family. um, It just means that you're a part of a bigger family and that God has something in store for you. And I, that's all I know. So I can't be just commercialized with just saying it's because I'm a great business owner or I'm just a super perfect person. I'm not, but I serve a perfect God. And that's what, God is, he's for imperfect people. And the thing that he has in store for us and you, I want you to be able to receive it. But the first thing you have to do is believe that there is something within you. It is, it's something within everyone. And that you are loved. God loves you with the everlasting love. I love you, but he loves you more.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. And um, are you going to come back whenever you need me to? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I may have to do a live with you on Instagram, but that'll be perfect. Yes. Yes. Thank you for joining today. Thank you for all your inspiration. Thank you for all that you do. And um, it will not be in vain. It will not be in vain. So thank you. And thank you for joining us. Until next time. Enjoy your day awesome welcome to she said that out loud a place where we have inspiring conversations about life experience and the concerns we face today please join me on my other social media platform on youtube at she said that out loud thank you for listening